A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Could you imagine twins going nuclear at each other? We got a crazy story of revenge between twins, but we'll get to that in a bit. First, co-workers stole my promotion, so I sabotaged his job. This story I'm about to share happened over a year ago, but till today, I still think about my decisions and how I could have actually have taken the high road or something. But whenever I think that way, I'm usually reminded that sometimes you need to take drastic steps to maintain your position. Most times, life won't hand you the things you deserve, and all you can do is reach out and take it. My coworker, let's call him Brian, who I considered my best friend, decided to steal my business idea. He pitched it to the boss and stole a promotion that was meant for me, but I wouldn't let him get away with it. I just couldn't. So I sabotaged his job and got him fired. But for you to understand the full story, I have to explain in detail. I met Brian in my third year of college. I was in the library preparing for the mid-semester exams. I preferred to study at home, but my roommates decided to throw a small party in our apartment, so the library was my only option. I sat at one of the empty desks away from the rest of the people, but a few minutes later, Brian walked into the library. He walked to the shelves and then picked out some books. He saw me seated and he waved to me. I waved back because I didn't want to appear rude, but apparently he took my wave as an invitation to join me. He sat beside me and introduced himself. He told me that we'd been in the same class since the first year. I didn't know that. I've never really been the type to form close relationships with lots of people, and because of this, I never really got to know my course mates. I apologized for not knowing his name, and we studied in silence. A few hours later, I stood up to leave the library. He gave me his phone number and told me to give him a call anytime I wanted to do some group study. I didn't think I'd need that. I'd always done good on my own, but I thanked him anyways and left the lab. A few days later, my roommates decided to have friends over. For the second time that week, they invited me to stay for the party, but I had lots of studying to do. I had to leave the apartment again. I didn't want to go to the library because, for some reason, I wasn't comfortable with studying there. At that moment, I remembered my course mate Brian and his invitation to study with his group. I checked my phone and then called him up. I told him about my problem and asked if it was a good time to come to his place. He was thrilled. He said that the study group wasn't around, but yeah, I was welcome. I went to his apartment. It was large and really quiet, since he didn't have roommates. We got down to studying and I was actually able to cover a whole lot that day. Brian helped too. He was way smarter than I thought, and he helped me explain some things I didn't understand. We became good friends after that. He invited me to join his study group and I did. I never had a problem with where to study since then. We became even closer in the final year of school. I decided to ditch my roommates and get a new apartment and he graciously invited me to share his apartment, and we would split the rent. I agreed and we moved in together. My study life drastically improved with Brian as my roommate. Gone are the ever-partying roommates and all sorts of distractions they bring with them. My GPA increased significantly, and I even became one of the top-tier students in the class. I graduated college in this fashion. Brian decided to keep the apartment, but I moved away to a new city hoping to get more internship opportunities. And I was right. I wrote applications to various companies in the state, and I didn't have to wait long. I had a long list of companies to choose from. 
I started my internship with the company that pays the most, and I had a good couple of months. Well, it started out great, but my boss, who I directly report to, was kind of a jerk. He made me do jobs that were way below my pay grade and out of my job description, but what can I say? I was the newbie fresh from college, and all I wanted was to be on the ins with the other workers. One time, he actually made me pick up his kids from school and drop them off with a sitter at home. Anyways, a few months later, I was recruited as a full-time worker. I was so happy because that meant the official start of my climb up the corporate ladder. I started to work harder than any of the other staff there because I wanted to be recognized. I was usually the first to arrive and the last to leave. Very soon, I was actually noticed and commended by the boss. Not the one that gave me ridiculous jobs to do, the one above him. After that day, he knew my name and he started to make me work directly under him, whenever he was in the office. I could already see promotion and career growth in the not-so-far future. Exactly six months after I started to work with my company, I received an unexpected phone call. I was in the back of my cab heading home from a long day of work when my phone rang. I picked it up and it was Brian. He told me he'd just come to town, he needed a place to stay till he found somewhere else. I couldn't turn him away, he was my friend. Besides, why turn him away? I had a room in my apartment. So I invited him over and we went out for drinks that night. He told me it had been difficult for him to find a job and that he'd been looking for several months now. I didn't think there was an opening in my firm, but I told him I'd help him check. The next day, I talked to my boss about it. I had to explain how competent Brian would be, as he was one of the best students in my class then. My boss was impressed and told me to bring him along the next day, which I did. They had a brief interview, and my boss was really impressed. He employed Brian at once. He didn't even have to come in through the internship program like I did, which made me a bit jealous, but it was fine. Brian had a natural charm that immediately makes people like him on the first meeting. It was so crazy that most of the people I found it hard to talk to in my first few months found Brian to be likable. He fit in immediately. Anyways, Brian continued to stay with me for a few months till he found an apartment he liked. I helped him pack and move. We even had some friends over, and we went to the nearest bar to celebrate. After Brian left my apartment, I started to notice some changes in his attitude. At first, I thought it was all in my head, but as it got worse, I just couldn't ignore them anymore. It started as petty things like offering him to do the jobs that were supposed to be assigned to me by the boss himself, or staying as late as I did just to make sure that the boss sees his commitment to the job. I shrugged it off at first because he was my friend, and I felt like the sky was big enough for everyone to fly. But eventually, it started to get bigger. He started to attack me personally. He would ask me some patronizing questions during our staff meetings, whenever the boss was around of course, and make some condescending remarks whenever I was asked to make a presentation. As I said before, I tried to overlook it, but it started to get to me. When I started to feel like it was going to affect my relationship with my boss. During one lunch break, I approached Brian in the kitchen and I asked him to stop making jokes at my expense. I explained to him that while I knew he didn't mean anything by it, the superiors might take it as me being incompetent. He quickly apologized and swore to stop with the jokes. I left the kitchen that day feeling happy that my problems were over, but little did I know that my problems were just beginning. My next presentation was even worse than the previous ones. 
Brian made a snarky remark about the way I said something during the presentation and everyone burst out laughing. I felt so humiliated that after the meeting, I marched over to his desk and yelled so badly that it caused a scene. Eventually, I decided that it wasn't worth it and I'd just have to get used to the fact that I've lost a friend. I stayed away from him after that. A few months later, one of my bosses, the one that was a huge jerk to me, got fired for reasons unknown. Actually, I know the reason because one of the other bosses told me. He told me not to tell anyone though, as it wasn't supposed to be common knowledge. Anyways, long story short, he had to leave and his position was vacant. One of the other bosses formally announced that they were considering some people for the promotion. Me and Brian were among the people being considered for that promotion. I had mixed feelings about this news. On one hand, I was elated. It was happening for me. My dream to ascend the corporate ladder was finally within reach. But the problem now is that Brian was also being considered for the same position. I had no problem with the other two guys being considered, because no offense to them, but I do my work way better than they did. My only opposition was Brian, and the crazy part was, he knew that too, because he started to undermine me in front of our superiors at any chance he got. At this time, our friendship had gone so sour that nobody would believe that we were ever friends. Anyways, I decided that if Brian's strategy for getting the promotion was undermining me, I was going to work on a strategy of my own. I was going to work on a killer business pitch that would not only work to push the company's growth, it'll also put my superiors in awe of me, making them grant the promotion. It was perfect, and I had the pitch already. I've been working on an idea for a really long time, even way before Brian joined the company, but... It wasn't finished at the time. I spent the nights of the next few weeks finishing up my pitch. I made sure to double and triple check to make sure there won't be reasons for Brian to ask questions that'll put me on the spot. I went the last day finishing up the pitch at work. As usual, Brian stayed back and when he was leaving, he got a glance at my work document. I don't know how long he'd been standing behind me before I noticed, but when I did, he merely said bye and left the office. I didn't really put too much thought to it till the next day. Brian had a work presentation. After he was done, he quickly told the boss that he had another presentation for a better way to market our product to maximize profit. I instantly felt a chill run down my spine. His presentation sounded too much like mine. At first, I tried brushing it off. There was no way he could have stolen my idea, right? I was so wrong. He stole my actual idea and put it into new words and even made it better in a way that I couldn't prove that he stole my work. But still, I couldn't pitch my idea. When he was done, to the other workers, even the boss stood up to applaud him. That same day, he was offered the promotion. The promotion that I worked so hard for. I was devastated. At the end of the workday, I didn't bother to stay back. I went straight to a bar to drink my sadness away. I blamed myself. I shouldn't have helped him get a job in my workplace. But then again, I didn't know he was such a horrible person. I vowed at that moment to get my revenge. He couldn't come to my home, steal my ideas, and even the job that was meant for me. I had to do something. The next few days, I watched Brian intently. I was looking for something, anything, a weakness I could use against him. When I didn't get one, I decided to make one. I reached out to a college friend who studied computers. I told him about my plan and he agreed to help me. He owed me a favor so this was his way of paying back. 
I don't know the details of what he did, but to my understanding, he wrote a program or something to create a dummy email in Brian's name. The inbox of the email contained conversations from Brian posing as the CEO of the company to get people to buy products directly from him. I made sure to tell him to not add anything too extreme or that would put him in jail. I just wanted him out of my company. He put everything on a flash drive and had it mailed to me. All I had to do was get the flash drive to work and plug it into Brian's computer. That wasn't hard to do. I waited for him to leave his new office for lunch, and when he did, I hurried over to plug in the flash. A few minutes later, the office's IT guy rushed over to the boss's office with a folder in his hand. Another minute later, Brian was summoned into the office, and before I knew it, he was walked out of the floor by security. I was summoned into the office and told that Brian was involved in fraud. He was impersonating the CEO and wanted to get customers to pay money to him. He never succeeded though, so the CEO wasn't pressing charges. But since he was fired, they decided to give me the promotion. I never heard from Brian after that, and I never tried to reach out, but I still feel guilty about it sometimes. Honestly, everything seemed like Brian might have been a harder worker right up until they stole OP's work from them. I wouldn't say it justified what OP did, but it becomes a lot more understandable why OP did do what they did. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy crazy stories of revenge, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our final crazy story of revenge is twin brother made out with my girlfriend, so I spiked his cereal. Lots of people have this notion that identical twins should have this invisible and unbreakable bond that goes even way beyond that of family. Now, I can't claim to know if that's true or not, but I can say with wholeheartedness that it doesn't happen with everyone. My twin brother and I are most certainly not like that. He was a hateful, egotistic, and narcissistic jerk to everyone, even me. This story is about the one time he decided to take his jerkness up to a whole new level. He pretended to be me and made out with the only girl in my high school that I actually liked. It was painful, and because people say twins have an unbreakable bond, I decided to make him feel some of that pain by sabotaging his entire high school life. But let's start at the top. My twin brother and I have always had kind of a rocky relationship. I can't remember how it started, but... I guess seeing that we have the same physical. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tical appearance, we've always kind of had that rivalry between us to know who wore the face better. It used to be really small and petty things, like trying to get our parents to believe that we were the other person, or rebelling against having to wear the same clothes, or just competing on anything and everything we could compete on. Sometimes we'd fight in the garden, sometimes we'd dance or sing, and ask our parents to judge who was the better singer. That was usually fruitless because our parents' usual judgment was that we were equally good singers. If I'm being honest with myself, I know my brother let's call him Jay, is usually better than me at most things. He was a cool kid, he has a really great sense of humor, and he was way more athletic than I was. I, on the other hand, was the nerdy kid. I was great with books and computers, but it ends there. I was the president of the science club in middle school, while he was the quarterback for the football team. We started high school after the summer. It was somewhat the same with middle school, but very different at the same time. Over the summer, my best friend Mike moved to another country with his family, so I started high school pretty much by myself. My brother Jay, on the other hand, fit right in. He tried out for the football team and he got a spot immediately. I also joined the science club and everything felt normal for some time. A few months into school, I started to notice a trend happening everywhere in school. That is, boys and girls making out in corners of the school. At that time, I couldn't say being in a relationship was strange to me. My friend Mike had a girlfriend in middle school, but they've never, you know, at least not that I'm aware of, and we tell each other everything. Anyways, one time, I was playing a game in the living room and Jay came to join me with a bowl of popcorn. He picked up the second gamepad and we played in silence. Then out of the blue, he said something like, So you know that girl Smith from biology class? We totally made out in the bathroom stall. I looked at him bewildered because, for one, I didn't know why he told me that or what I'm supposed to do with that information, and secondly, what? My curiosity took over and I asked him what it was like. He told me she was a better kisser than most other girls, which made me more confused. We didn't really talk about these things, but I've always had the mentality that he'd been with as much girls as I'd been with, which was zero at the time. I didn't know what to say about this, so I just kept silent and played my game. Less than a minute later, Jay asked me how many times I'd gotten some since we resumed. I blurted out that I haven't gotten some, in his words, ever. That was a big mistake. Thinking about it now, I should have just lied because he teased me and called me a prude for the rest of our freshman year. Anyways, during the summer preceding our sophomore year, I decided to go for a science camp. I wasn't failing classes or anything, but I couldn't find a better way to spend the long summer. It was the next best option, and it turned out to be one of the best decisions I made in my life. On the second day of the science camp, we had some chemistry experiments to do, so we paired up in groups of two. My partner was a girl named Lisa. 
She was a petite blonde with blue eyes and the most beautiful smile. That wasn't even her best quality. During the experiment, she talked to me like we'd known each other for years. She was funny, down to earth, and she's a fan of Star Wars. We hit it off immediately. She made the camp way more fun than I even expected. By the end of camp, I was sad to leave. We exchanged contacts though and promised to keep in touch. Funny how, during the course of our discussion in the weeks which we were together, we never mentioned schools or house addresses. When I got home, I wasn't my usual cheerful self and my mom noticed. She told me to try to put on a smile for her because we were supposed to have some new neighbors over for dinner. It didn't appeal to me, so I just wanted to skip it all together and just go to bed early. My mom disagreed. She wanted me to meet the new neighbors and they were supposed to have a daughter who she thinks I'll hit it off with because she was also into science stuff. I shrugged and said okay. By 7 o'clock, we heard a knock on the door. I walked up to the door, opened it, and to my uttermost surprise, I saw Lisa holding a bowl of blueberry pie. Our eyes widened in surprise, and she almost dropped the pie. She screamed and threw herself into my arms. My parents and hers were surprised, and we had to explain how we met in the science camp. She had a younger sister named RJ and a baby brother, Bran. I introduced her to Jay, and she was really surprised because it never came up in the discussions that I was a twin either. We talked non-stop during dinner, and eventually everyone else just had to shut up and listen to us ramble on and on about the funny things that happened in camp. After dessert, her family had to leave as it was getting late. We said our goodbyes, and they did. That night, Jay came up to my room and started to ask me weird questions about Lisa. Questions like whether she had a boyfriend and if I thought she'd like him. I immediately told them to leave her alone, then kicked him out of my room. Lisa and I weren't able to hang out during the last few days of the holidays because her family had to go upstate to visit family. We called and texted though, and when school resumed, I was so glad because I get to see her again. I woke up early that day and spent extra time picking out my clothes. My mom noticed this and teased me about my crush. Jay did the same. So I went to school and met up with Lisa in the hallway like we'd planned the day before. She was a transfer student, so I took it upon myself to give her the school tour. We hung out during lunch break also. We even decided to ditch the school bus so we could walk home and talk. I was in love with her already. I didn't need my mom or Jay telling me that. And I also figured that since she liked to spend so much time with me, there was a high chance that she liked me also. I wanted to ask her to be my girlfriend, but I didn't know how, so I turned to Jay for help. That was a big mistake. Little did I know that Jay also had feelings for Lisa. He laughed at me and then told me that there was no way in heck that I could get a girl like Lisa. That messed up my self-esteem a lot at the time, but eventually I got over it when my friends in the science club told me they were sure she liked me too. That Friday, by the end of the school day, I worked up the courage to ask her out on a movie date. She promptly agreed and we went on our first ever date the next day. At the end of the date, I walked her back home and we talked all through. When we got to her house, I said bye. I didn't want to be too forward, but Lisa, on the other hand, she didn't have a problem with being forward. She took a step closer and kissed me lightly on the lip. It was awesome. I went home that day a really happy man. I asked her to be my girlfriend the next week, and she said yes. Everyone was happy for me. Everyone except Jay, of course. He kept saying hurtful things like she wasn't really into me, 
and I didn't stand a chance with her. I shrug him off for the most part, but he started to tease and pick on me in school too. When I couldn't take it anymore, I warned him to stay away from me. He merely smirked and said something like, I'm sure Lisa only likes you because she can't tell us apart. Now, I didn't know what this meant. It didn't sound like a threat or anything. I just felt like it was one of the hateful things he says to me on a daily, so I just shrugged him off. The next few days, Jay started to hang out with me more. It was weird, but I didn't complain. Little did I know that he was trying to learn how I behaved so he could pretend to be me with Lisa. One school morning, I was eating on the breakfast table, and Jay came down the stairs to the breakfast table. When I set eyes on him, I almost choked on my toast. Jay was dressed the exact same way I was. Blue plaid shirt, worn over a black top, and a pair of blue jeans. This was surprising to everyone because Jay had always preferred cooler clothes. I didn't put too much thought to it because it didn't cross my mind that he had an ulterior motive. He didn't stay long. He didn't even wait for breakfast. Something about an early meeting with the football coach? He quickly grabbed a phone and hurried off to school. I finished my breakfast and then grabbed my phone to head to school. I took a closer look at the phone and I saw that Jay had mistakenly swapped my phone with his. I got to school but he was nowhere to be seen. I couldn't find Lisa either. She wasn't in our usual meeting spot. I walked into the school and I saw her friends in the distance, so I walked over to them to find out where she was. They gave me an odd look when I asked them if they'd seen Lisa. One of her friends said, Um, you texted her to meet you in the boys' bathroom a few minutes ago? I wanted to deny it when suddenly, I remembered that Jay wore the same clothes I did. Son of a... I yelled as I ran across the hallway into the bathroom. I kicked open the stalls one by one till I found them doing things that are too graphic to explain. I grabbed Jay by the shirt and hit him in the face. As I've said before, I wasn't as strong as Jay. So while he laughed and said I punched like a girl, I ended up hurting my wrist so bad that I needed an ice pack for a few days. Lisa was even madder at him and she wanted to tell her parents and the school authorities. But the complaint sounded too absurd to report. For one, it was against school rules to make out anywhere on the school premises, so she could get a detention. So we decided to take law into our own hands and get back at him. At this time, Jay's popularity had skyrocketed across the high school. He had just taken over the quarterback position in the school football team, and everyone knew his name. We decided to use his popularity against him. Our biology class was going on a field trip, and it was going to be a long trip, three to four hours at least. So we brought a strong laxative the day before the trip. That morning, I hurried to the breakfast table, and when my mom wasn't watching, I dropped a few pills into his cup and then filled it with apple juice. Jay came down a few minutes later and ate his breakfast. He drank the juice in a few quick gulps, and we went to school. We joined the class and got on the bus for the school trip, and a few minutes later, the bus left. Jay sat with his jock friends and Lisa and I watched from the back of the bus as they made jokes and teased the other kids. A little over 20 minutes later, we noticed Jay start to get all jittery and uncomfortable on his seat. Soon he started to sweat and hyperventilate, and suddenly he started to yell at the driver to stop the car. Lisa and I burst out laughing as he jumped from his seat holding his butt. The driver could not stop because we were in the middle of nowhere. Jay got all hysterical, screaming and yelling as he paced the aisle of the bus, still holding his buttocks. 
Some students brought their phones and started to film him, but he didn't seem to care at the moment. A few minutes later, the bus had to stop abruptly when a rancid smell spread all over the bus. Jay had soiled his pants. I nearly fell off my seat as I saw the humiliation wash over him. It was a sorry sight. The next day, the news had spread all over school that Jay the quarterback soiled his pants on a school trip. The nickname Panty Pooper stuck with him, and no matter what cool stuff he did, or how many awesome throws he made on the field, he couldn't get rid of the name. Jay knew I had something to do with the whole incident, but he didn't have any evidence, so he couldn't report to someone, and the fact that he didn't know how I did it, it made him scared of me, and he never bothered me again. At least I guess OP knew how far they could move along things with their girlfriend. But let's be real, that is some foul behavior from a brother no less. Do you guys believe in the dibs kind of behavior? Guys or girls, if you have a friend or maybe even a sibling of close age, if you're really interested in somebody, can you call dibs and that should be respected outright? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.